0: We have a lot of respect for people who practice different religions, and our purpose with this podcast is to simply identify and deconstruct problematic evangelical ideologies. Oh, hi there! I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. That's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Ideology. Today, we're talking about the episode, A Member of the Family. This episode is largely about parenting Um, So if you were raised in a tradition where you were spanked, where corporal punishment was a thing, this might be a little triggering for you. Listening to the episode was really hard on me. First time I listened to it, I just cried for like 20 minutes afterwards. It was pretty upsetting. So anyway, for an episode about parenting, who better to have on than our own parent, our mother, Lynn. Welcome, Lynn. Lynn. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your wonderful <laughs> podcast. I'm thoroughly enjoying it as I'm listening to it.
0: When we had John on, um, I'm pretty sure I said, "I hope our parents never listen to this." <laughs> you, and did. you are one of our best <laughs> listeners.
1: <laughs> I am. This way, I really find out what my children think. Then I know. What's going on?
0: Lucky you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is that good or bad?
1: <laughs> well, I'm some days I smile to keep from crying, but no, it's fine. Um, so yes, I you guys were raised in a evangelical home and we believed in spanking. And uh I I, that's all I knew. That's all that was taught was spanking was because anything else doesn't work. You have to spank. You have to break the will of the child. And, uh, so that's what I went with since I've been, um, involved with you and your family, Candace, I'm seeing many other options and I wish I'd have known. And also they your options are really good to help a parent be more patient
0: oh man my yeah well I mean we'll talk about my parenting philosophy a little bit later as we kind of come across it in Mm -hmm. the episode but yeah it's uh parenting is really quite the growth
1: It's just a number on you as a parent
0: yeah I don't What I realized is it's not my child that needs to change to make me comfortable. I'm the one who has to change. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So tell us about your experience with Adventures in Odyssey. What what were your Um, thoughts on it before listening to this episode with us?
1: (laughs) I was fine with it. (laughs) When uh, you guys were little, well, young, younger, I was just thrilled to have something that wasn't TV. It was on the radio. We lived in a... Christian community that had their own radio station and they would have him on after school and on Saturday mornings. And I just was thrilled to have, that you could have something to listen to that was kind of fun and, and imagination and, and all that. So I didn't really think about the underlying philosophy because I think I believed it.
0: And it's for kids, yeah, totally. it's programming for kids. So you think it's, it's going to cr- be great. Christian programming for children, well, for family, safe and fun.
1: <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah.
0: <laughs> safe and fun for the whole family. Yeah. yeah. Which, as we learned in an earlier episode, those are words for me that make me think, uh oh, <laughs> this is really <laughs> bad. Yeah. yeah. That I actually uh, had a friend text me about that when she listened to that episode. She's like, oh man, that's so accurate. <laughs> um, so we actually recorded this episode once and had technical difficulties with it. It was unlistenable. It was terrible. And this is our second take at it. So we did reference in one of our earlier episodes how Whit uh, was a bad parent. And that's because we had thought that this one was going to be okay. Um, and it wasn't. So now we'll learn about Mr. Whitaker's parenting style. Um, and as Mr. Whitaker is a trademark of Focus on the Family, it aligns very closely with James Dobson's parenting style, turns out. And a lot of parenting styles of a lot of evangelical men. Yeah. I just I mentioned James, James Dobson because he's the one who
1: wrote the book. He founded Focus on the Family. He founded
0: Focus on the Family, and he wrote the book, the Corporal Punishment book that Christians refer to. Dare to Discipline, I think. Oh, Dare to
1: Discipline. I think it's called yes, Dare to Discipline. That's right. hmm I never read any of those books. No, but you definitely got the oh, philosophy. Oh, I definitely bought into the...
0: And you were fed the philosophy, whether mm-hmm. you read it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From episodes like this, Focus on the Family, or uh, Adventures in Odyssey. Mm-hmm.
1: It reinforced that I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's dive um, into the episode. Oh, let me bring up that. Um, let me bring up our our two our two. Sentence. Oh yeah, our trusty summary, trusty Wikipedia summary. So the summary from the Adventures in Odyssey wiki is: Monty Whitaker Dowd, Witt's grandson, comes to visit for the summer and learns a few lessons along the way. Obviously, I have issues with this summary, but we'll uh, we'll get to those. And <laughs> um, once we talk about what actually happens, that's for part one. Part two. Wow, that's a really, that's just the summary uh, that's not like the plot. Oh, and then the right. summary for part two is wit. Jana and Monty finally resolve their problems. Which is an interesting take. Do they? Okay. So (laughs) let's talk about what actually happens. Okay. Let's just do our, where we go through and describe it in painful detail for our listeners so they don't have to listen to the episode. The show starts. Wit and Tom are waiting at the airport for his grandson, Monty, who's coming for a visit. Monty is his daughter, Jana's son. We find out Jana lives in Pasadena and they have a swimming pool. And her and her husband broke up. What's his name? Phil. Jana and her husband broke up. Um, So Jana is a single mom. And she is going to a conference and she needs someone to look after her son. So he's going to stay with his grandpa for eight weeks. Right. And her daughter is staying with her? We don't don't know what her daughter is doing. She has a daughter yeah. also. She's mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Girls aren't important. <laughs> yeah. As we find out in every episode this is of yet. Adventures in Odyssey. Um so Monty arrives. Oh Tom Riley is really excited because he's like Monty he can be on a, he can be a coyote. He can join our baseball team. The Coyotes. And Monty arrives and he's like very sullen. He's not excited to spend eight weeks in Odyssey. This small town. Um, and Wit, Wit tries to engage with him. He's like, hey, what do you like? And Monty's like, I like movies. I want to, when I grow up, I want to make movies. And he brought, we find out he brought a bunch of movies so that he can watch movies at Wit's house. But Wit doesn't have a VCR. Um, or a TV. I think he does have a TV because there. are in one episode, it talks about him, like, watching the local channel about the coyote to see the coyotes. Or, is that this episode? okay. I thought, it was, I thought it was in this one that it just said that he didn't have a TV. I thought he got a TV later, but I don't, I don't remember anymore. It's not, it doesn't really I think matter. he just doesn't have a VCR. A VCR. So Witt says, Odyssey is up to date. There's more things to do than sit in front of the TV. Tom Riley invites him to be... Tells him about their baseball team, the Coyotes. And right. then they talk about how they... Uh, we're just at the Little League Awards, and there was that player on their team who is the best little loser. I don't oh, know if yeah. that's important to mention. We can maybe just skip that. So then they get back. But oh. uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I know that he mentions like the, they give it their best, this wholesome attitude of winning doesn't matter as long as you have fun. Yeah. And Monty's like, well, I don't want to be on a losing team. Yeah. yeah. Gross. So, basically, Monty is set up, framed as being just kind of a brat, you know? Yeah. Do we know how old he is?
1: I thought he was around 10, 10. Or 11. Yeah.
0: So, we'll say... Yeah, I don't think it's... He's, an, He's like, yeah. an adolescent, and he is sullen and grumpy, which, you know, he's an adolescent. <laughs> yeah but that's kind of set up as him just being this like very disagreeable little boy um so they go back to wit's house and wit's like how do you like pizza for supper and he's like that's fine as long as it's not one of those frozen things and wit's like uh it is one of those frozen things he's like well that's okay we can order in and wit's like oh you can have peanut butter and jelly but you can tell wit's starting to get really irritated with him already And then after that, Wit made brownies and he's eating brownies and he wants to take them with him to go do something else. And Wit's like, I think you've had enough brownies. And he's like, oh, come on. I just want one more brownie. They're so good. Wit kind of snaps at him. He's like super triggered. Yeah. Like such a little thing for him to be so angry about. It was. Yeah. And so he goes to his room and then he starts playing his music really loud. And Wit gets a phone call about from the airport, because apparently Monty lost a hundred dollars. Well, he lost his jacket and it had a hundred dollars in the pocket. And so then Wit goes and bangs on his door, and he's like very he's very angry about all these things, none of which really seem like that big of a deal can to I, me.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I say something? Yeah. I think that the style of parenting that he is familiar with, that I'm familiar with, is very uh, challenged by non-conforming and not obeying. We can't give because that means you're giving in and you're letting them have their own way. And that's not right. You, They cannot win. They cannot whatever. And so any challenge you meet with resistance with a hammer pretty much and and you are the one in control i it's all about control that's what i was trying to say i'm in control you're not in control Mm -hmm. it's me and that's his whole control is being challenged and i think that's what's triggering for him because of the
0: right belief
1: system that he has yeah that's interesting and that i mean
0: what that fails to recognize is. That maybe the feeling of being out of control is what's scary for the adult. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. it's their their own feelings and emotions. You know? hmm That's interesting. Um, so anyway, Wit found out that Monty lost his hundred dollars. And he's like, How do you even have a hundred dollars? And we find out that him and his mom went to hit the bank and got it out of his own bank account. It's his money. And um, uh, but first of all, the fact that he had that money made Wit really upset. And then, yeah, Monty asks for an allowance. And that makes Wit really upset. Because, you know, in his mind, that's like, oh, he's so entitled asking for money. So, yeah, without working for mm-hmm. it. And Wit is like really angry at this point. And Monty kind of pushes him and then Wit says, I can't have you talking disrespectfully in this house. Right. He gets really, and I, I failed to see how Monty was being disrespectful at all. But like you said, it's about control. But really, like, Monty was doing what kids do. He was trying to figure out where are the boundaries? What can I get away with? What, how are things going to work while I'm here? you know is is mr is my grandpa going to give me allowance like my mom gives me allowance you know mm-hmm. that's a very reasonable premise yeah also it seems like there's no understanding of like first of all it doesn't seem like there's a very good relationship between them like that they don't know really know each other well enough to know how to interact properly and secondly it just seems like wit is wildly unprepared to have a child in his house, which is weird because he spends all of his time working with children. Yeah, you would think that he would be better at having kids around. Yeah. Right? Especially his own grandkids. Yeah, but you're right. It seems like he maybe doesn't have a uh, really a relationship with his grandson. This is his chance to have a relationship with his grandson. And he just comes in guns yeah. blazing yeah. rather than kind of taking a caring, loving approach. As someone who has grandchildren... The law.
1: What do you think of Mr. Whitaker's approach? <laughs> I think you're you're right about um, he comes in guns blazing kind of because he's expecting his grandson to be as excited as he is to see him. And when I haven't seen my grandchildren for a while, they're not that excited. It takes a while to warm up and, and you can't just go and hug and kiss and be all excited because it, it takes a while and you just have to be ready And be prepared and hang back and let them kind of feel their way. And I feel like he's not letting, giving Monty any room to be. It's kind of narcissistic.
0: Like he's expecting, Mm -hmm. like, don't you know who I am? Why aren't you excited? Why aren't you, why aren't you listening to me and doing everything I say? But Mm -hmm. those kind of, like kids listen to people they have a relationship with and they trust and I don't it doesn't seem like wit has done much to cultivate a relationship or trust Mm -hmm. with Monty yeah I think that's yeah I think that's totally accurate um and but coming from coming from like wit's perspective and or that general that ideology it's because yeah culture it's because you know, I am I am older than you. I am an authority figure. Therefore, I deserve this respect, even though he has done nothing to earn it, even though anything. So I think you're right. Kids don't just respect random people. No. They need to know that you're a safe person before they listen to you.
1: Um, yeah, but that, that ideology does not say anything about children having a, even a... <laughs> they're almost not people choice. they yeah. aren't right and we have to train them and they should be respecting adults just because they're adults and like it's a pretty powerful mindset
0: it takes a lot of work to shift
1: out of that it does way of thinking it does
0: so the next scene mr whitaker is setting monty up to do some chores at wit's end to earn some pocket money to go to a movie So he sets him up. I think he asks him to, like, sweep and organize a room, and then he'll give him enough money to go to a movie. And he leaves him alone. So Monty takes this opportunity to phone his mom. And he says, Mom, this is... Grandpa's terrible. He's the meanest man I ever met. He's making me work. Come get me. Yeah, so she's at a conference. She tells him, I can come get you in a week i'll I'll swing by there on my way back from this conference when it's over um, and then he goes upstairs oh I don't know why I thought I think he goes upstairs. he goes to in my he, in my mind the layout of wit's end he's in the basement working in the in the dark mm-hmm. dank basement like <laughs> Cinderella <laughs> um so he goes to the till and tries to open it and then. Someone who works there comes along and he's like, my grandpa said that I could take some money to go to the movies. So the guy gives him five bucks from the till and he takes it and he goes to the movies. And then we go to the next scene where Wit Wit has just finished spanking him and he's crying. And he says, nobody ever spanked me before uh, and they don't tell me what to do either. And then Whit- Mr. Whitaker goes on this whole thing about how, oh, I must seem mean to you. And he gives a terrible analogy. Do you want to share the analogy? Yeah. He tells, so, so he tells a story of a boy and a puppy, right? And, and how the, bo- the puppy is supposed to stay on the leash for, to stay safe. And so the boy is trying to train the puppy to stay on the leash. However, the puppy does not want to stand on the leash, and the boy eventually lets him off the leash because, you know, he wants to be kind to the puppy, and uh, the puppy runs out into traffic and gets killed.: Uh so, so this nice you know, some parable um, is why adults should hit children because they don't want them to yes. get hurt. Because of love, you should hit your child, is basically his. Well, and your grandchildren. Yeah. What? First of all, like. great. If you spanked my children, I would be so mad at you because that is yeah. way, way out of line. Yeah. Never mind yeah. if you, like, haven't seen this child in forever. You have no relationship with this child. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Also, the fact that he never connected with Monty's mom first. Yeah. And said, hey, this is what happened. How do you handle this? Or, or even whatever. Like, there's, there's no other communication between Wit and Monty's mom until she shows up later. Yeah, the arrogance. And that's, that's crazy to me that they're not, like, what? What? But in yeah. Adventures in Odyssey World, this is, like, this is the acceptable and right thing to do. You're a grandparent. Right. You somehow have the authority to hit your grandchild. Regardless of what your what the parent of that child thinks, which we find out later, she is against corporal punishment. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if I was her, I would be mm-hmm. so upset. Which, which, in which mind is probably why Monty is such a. Brat. It's exactly why, in in his mind, yeah, right. Um. So, do we want to go through some of the things? That he says through his rant, I have a few things written down, I'm assuming you do also. Um, I don't really have much, just that he says it's the boy's fault that the puppy got run over. Right. Okay, so because Wit then explicitly says after telling that puppy story that it's the boy's fault that the puppy got run over. So, um, if he was he wasn't being loving to the puppy by letting it off its leash. And then he says something about the hidden danger of stealing. Is that during the rant? I was going to say a couple things that he highlights during this conversation. One, your mother and brothers followed these rules and you will too. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that's, that's an interesting thing because you also think, but the mom and him don't seem to really have a relationship. So were those the right rules? And then he also said, I don't make them up. God's the one who sets them. And if I love you, I'll make sure you follow them. I don't get any pleasure out of it. That is so disturbing and dangerous. Right? Right. That is like God-sanctioned child abuse is what that is. Yeah. Right. And I don't know, does it say, hit, like, hit your child in the Bible? No. What's that? Like, spare no. the rod, spoil your child? Is that in the Bible?
1: Oh, yeah, it Proverbs. is. Proverbs, yeah.
0: There's And there's also the train your child in the way they should go when yeah. they're older. They won't depart from it. And you can train your but, child without hitting them. Yeah. I'm actually going to that, that spare the rod. I don't
1: know if you want to hear this, but I've heard the train your child. Find out what your child's bent is and help them to develop that. And when they get older, they already have skills to be able to do whatever it is they're good at.
0: Oh, you see, that's a very different thing. It is, isn't it? And, also, and I really like that interpretation. I like that way better. Yeah. Does he bring up, like, honor your father and mother at any point? Wait, there's one other thing that he says. Okay, wait. I flipped to a later point in my notes, and it just says, holy fuck, in all <laughs> capital letters. <laughs> like, yeah, ooh. yeah. Just, just you wait, listener. The episode's just getting started, so... <laughs> Uh, this is this is what it says in Proverbs thirteen twenty four, whoever spares the rod hates their child, but the one who loves their child is careful to discipline them. Okay, but that's a di- I guess discipline means different things to and me. right. And
1: careful to discipline.
0: Yeah. Like that's yeah. a
1: very good. Yeah. What's that word? That this does that?
0: not seem like careful discipline to me. No. This is like wit is it's triggered. Appalling. And in his rage, he is hitting a child. Yeah. That's what's yeah. happening here. It's which, appalling. Which sounds and like what? abuse. You stole from me? I'm going to hit you because I mm-hmm. love you. Like, and this is what God wants me to do. What? And he says, if you make me, I will yank your chain again. Yeah. Yeah. So did, basically, he's... Yeah. Yeah. You're the puppy. I'm the little boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can we just talk You're about making... how problematic that analogy is? Oh, it's it's disturbing. Like, children... Yeah. Children also, are like it's pets. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking more, like, all of the extra... All of this, like, pressure responsibility of, like you have to do everything perfect or else someone will die like as, as yeah. the discipline yeah. or the disciplinee yeah yes like yeah. that to me that's the exact opposite of the message of grace that is the bible like but it you know is, that's just me
1: <laughs> but i think god's heart is grace
0: yeah personally. yeah well, if god has the heart of a parent Hopefully it's not a parent like Mr. Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Because Mr. Whitaker. I mean, I mean, it would explain why maybe God has such troubled relationships with so many of his children. Yes. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's not, yes. He must not be that good of a parent. Yeah. Take some notes. Heavenly.
1: <laughs> Father. <laughs> yeah.
0: God, if you're listening.
1: Oh, he um, is. Um...
0: It's interesting because Wit is, like, the God figure of the series. Right. Yeah. So it's just... And then he yeah. also straight up says, like, this is endorsed by God. My right. way God's of the being one is them. endorsed by God. So then we go to the next scene and it's Tom Riley talking about right. how, wow, like, you did magic. You turned that brat, Monty, into a nice young man and a pretty good outfielder because now he's turned... He's completely turned a corner. He's now delightful. Now that he's been hit, whoa, he's just the nicest kid. Yeah. It's only, and that's only one week later. So they're they're at Wit's End. There's a party for the Coyotes team because they won a game or something. And Monty's mom shows up and she's like, okay, come on, get your stuff. We're going. And Monty doesn't want to go anymore. He's like, Well, I don't want to go anymore. That was before she says no i came all this way i came out of my way to get you i rearranged my whole schedule we're going and he's like i want to stay because grandpa loves me more and like obviously this is very triggering for her and she gets very upset and uh decides she needs to speak to wit um and monty goes she's like get your grandpa so monty goes to him and he's like I think you need to spank me again, said no child ever. Right? Like, you, do you remember when we were kids and we knew a spanking was coming? Yes. We would, like, put books down our pants. We would, we were scared of that. Yeah, well, I know. And mom, our parents, our mom, <laughs> <laughs> would use a wooden spoon sometimes. Yep. It was terrifying. You just knew. Uh, I know I had this because uh, I had this one felt book when I was really little. It was all like fabric pages, and I think Ben or John borrowed it once and like shoved it down their <laughs> pants in hopes of like protecting themselves. And we laugh, but it's actually horrifying. <laughs> it is like totally is. really. It's... Yeah, it's awful. Okay. It's the. Can I
1: just say one thing? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yes.
1: I'm not saying it. when I was now that little, we've thrown you
0: under the bus. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: remember thinking, "Oh, I wish they'd spank me again," because I knew that something need, It was like a reset button for me, and I knew if the if I got a spanking, I'd be fine and reset, kind of thing. So, they, I may not have said it, but I know I thought it.
0: Monty is our mom, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The perfect child.
0: No, No, that to me is like, you had no, you had not had the opportunity to learn how to emotionally regulate yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That was the only way you had to kind of, was to, to be jarred out of your emotions. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. It was like, it's, that's, you needed the fight or flight triggered in order to move on Mm -hmm. which is you know not super so wit goes to talk to Jana, and she says what have you done to my son uh and wit says he's just fine she's like he says you love him more than i do and wit says kids talk that doesn't mean that he doesn't mean that and wit you know he's very he appears to be very open he's like come on like let's sit down i'll tell you every dark detail and answer all of your questions she says i can't believe he stole and you hit him and he says Sorry, go ahead finish that so then mr Whitaker says i spanked him there's a difference uh and wit's starting to get really triggered he was testing his limits he needed punishments and she's like you think i'm an unfit mother and he's like, ah, that's not what I said. But that is basically what he said. He's like, well, basically, if you were doing a better job, then I wouldn't have to spank your kid. Like, he's just being a huge asshole. Well, and this is... Okay, so this is, in my experience with Christian male leaders in the church, anytime they want to sit down with you and have a conversation about something you're doing wrong in your life, whatever, it's always oh, let's just have this casual, friendly conversation where we're friends and open and it's a safe place. And then as soon as you say anything, they just cut you down and cut you down and cut you down. And they already have all the answers. They're just waiting for you to throw out anything for them to be like, well, you're wrong. And this is why. and This is why. And that has been my experience with Christian men. To the point where I think even when I was at Bible college, I would just kind of tell them what they wanted to hear. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I disagree with you, you're not going to listen. So what's the point? I still do that, like, a lot. If there's yeah. someone that is starting to get aggressive or, I mean, and I don't, I think this is like a common female response to men. Totally. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what do I need to say to just get out of here safely? Totally. Anyway, Jan is really upset, understandably. And she says, I'm going to go stay in a hotel. Tell Monty I said goodnight. <laughs> but she doesn't even say goodnight to her own son. Sorry. One thing that he says to her before she goes is, yeah, you and your, you and your brothers didn't turn out any worse for the wear in defense of him spanking Monty. Oh, this is like one of right. my favorite arguments for spanking. And also people who spank their kids that are like, well, I got spanked and I'm totally fine. And I'm usually I turned like, out fine. Did you, though? (laughs) Did you? Are you, though? (laughs) Yeah. If you're this upset right now and you're not aware of how upset you are even, like, maybe it didn't work great. Just because usually people get really worked up about it. I mean, understandably, because no one wants to be told you are not treating your child well, especially a parent. Like, this is a very touchy subject, and I understand that. Totally. Yeah. It's you know, as a parent, if people are like, hey, maybe this is a good time to talk a little bit about my parenting journey. Our oldest child is very strong-willed. And when she was about two, two and a half, we I mean we hit the terrible twos. And like things were really good before then because, you know, it was just me and her. And then I got when I got pregnant and there was like another child around she started acting out a lot and you know i mean it's super common it happens but she's also just so strong-willed and just sometimes i had no idea what to do um and i tried spanking her a couple times and it was horrible like it first of all it didn't help and it definitely like damaged the trust in our relationship which is also what research shows so when i found that out i was like oh yeah well no kidding and so i reached out to a friend of mine who had told me about this peaceful parenting course she did and i did that and it was a huge mental shift like being raised in the like your child really there is um there is this thing like your child is experiencing big emotions you hit them and you stop that right Cause it's like you control your child, which is insane. And I'd always felt uncomfortable to me because like, how, how are you supposed to control another person unless you're doing something kind of abusive? Like, and that's why it kind of always sat poorly with me, but I didn't really know anything different. So anyway, I did this course um, and it really, really helped me shift. Like, first of all, you, it helped me identify like my triggers and, like, okay, if this is really getting me worked up, this isn't about my child. It's completely about me and mm-hmm. my baggage and my past and about what happened to me as a child when I was upset and working through some of that. Shifting the responsibility from your child, because it's not your child's responsibility. Like they, They're, they're learning, just doing the best they can. They're learning how to regulate their emotions. And, and if I can't regulate mine, how can I teach them? Like, how will they learn? Because they learn really by watching. And then also with me, I had to learn how to be comfortable with my child experiencing big emotions, throwing a tantrum or whatever. And then also if it happened at a family event where, you know, my grandma's there, my aunts are there, like everyone who has this belief that you control your child you know unspoken yep um expectation i am the barrier i'm there to absorb that so my child doesn't have to deal with it you know and i that was i mean that was hard at that first and now i've i feel like i've learned a lot more and i understand like if your kid's acting out a lot, yeah, they are. They, they need support in some area. They need connection. Like, when was the last time you played with your child? You know, they're trying to get your attention. Basically, like, other people's judgment that shouldn't, uh, and what other people think of you, that shouldn't matter. But it's hard because we were also raised in an environment that was, like, being PKs. Everything you do reflects on your dad, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, it's not about us. Yeah. So it's hard. Like, that was also a big shift for me as a parent, like being like, OK, this people will think may think poorly of me because of my child <clears throat> being two and having a big emotion. Uh, but that's their problem. That's not my problem. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My job right now is to support my child and be here so they know, OK, you're you're feeling a big emotion. You're not alone in it. I will sit with you through this. And then once you've come out the other side, we'll, you know, we'll carry on.
1: But it's so much more comfortable for those around for you to just suppress that emotion.
0: Yeah. And again, it's (laughs) like, I feel like this way of parenting. Okay. I feel like James Dobson, Dare to Discipline. Mm -hmm. To me, that is like, I am... A man who is very very uncomfortable with emotions and mm-hmm. i will stop m- myself from being uncomfortable by changing the world around me you know it's that like i'd rather yeah. end the world than prick my finger and i feel like this especially christian men in leadership this is the Uh, this is the mentality. Yeah, It's like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. I'm not going to examine why why I feel uncomfortable. I'm going to make them change. Totally. And it becomes, in my experience, it's been, well, emotions are weakness. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to be weak, don't be emotional. Right. And there's also this like duality, right? This like mind over body and emotions are that something, yeah. Like you said, you should just suppress it. Yeah. that so you need to just be mind over matter, you know, and not yeah. an understanding that there is no mind without body. Yeah. Like it's, all, right. it's Exactly, all, your mind is your body. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know for me, it's something that I, I'm, I, yeah. oh, sorry. So, no, go,
1: go ahead. ahead. No. I was just going to say, you've done an excellent job, Candace, <laughs> oh, of thanks. overcoming your own yeah. background and stigma in your own thinking to be able to be at peace when you're dealing with your children? Because that's what I've noticed mostly. You're very calm and peaceful, and you do really well when they're all over the place because you're exactly how they need you to be.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I try really hard, but it is a constant struggle, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's also... Um, there was another book I read called Playful Parenting. That's a good one. If you're a parent out there, I have some <laughs> recommends. Um, send me a message. Me too. So You can post d- them d- on our social media. No! <laughs> Just kidding. So, Playful Parenting. He talks about this, uh, study that was done with chickens. So if you have a, if you stress a chicken, make it think there's a predator or, you know, like if you have it in a cage and you, like, put a dog near it, they get stressed and if you put it with other stressed, with another stressed chicken, they just like work themselves up. If you put it with a calm chicken, the calm chicken helps the other one calm down. So if you're working with people or children who are, you know, frequently get worked up, the, the solution isn't to be more worked up <laughs> and yell or whatever. The solution is to be the calm chicken. Me and Steven talk sometimes when I'm like, really stressed or whatever, I'll be like, I need you to be my calm chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It works. I mean, it works with everyone, but it works very well with kids. And also kids, really, they learn what they're modeled. Yeah, they do. Like, after I spanked our oldest, she started hitting. Like, she had never, ever hit before because we never, ever did. And I did it once, and then she started hitting. And I was like, whoa, this is... Not cool, <laughs> like, because then they learn, oh, that's okay, that's the way you are. But since kind of going through this, doing some of this work and <laughs> like shifting the way I think about things and the way I parent and stuff, and it's much more connection based now, there's not that like, "Oh, you need to just listen to me because I'm your parent." It's like nurturing the relationship and letting her know that she is very valued and important and that I want to connect with her and that I do make time to connect with her and she listens really well for I mean she's almost five now she listens really well and I've seen her interacting with her little sister when she because she's two and a half so she's got she's going through that like emotional development stage where there's just like tons of I mean tons she's you know she has meltdowns and stuff and my oldest will be so calm with her and like, so patient with her, which is amazing to watch. Like, I think she has better emotional regulation than I do now, even as a grown-up. Wow. Like I think she's... Yeah. yeah, it's amazing, actually, seeing the kind of the result of the shift.
1: It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Even both of them, even. Yeah. Even the younger one is aware.
0: That was kind of a big digression, but parenting, you know... It's something
1: I'm doing and I'm, and
0: I am kind of passionate about. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the most, maybe the most important job. I feel like it's the most important job I've ever had. And it feels, you know, I didn't realize that there was, I mean, I'm thankful that my friend told me about a different way of parenting and thankful that that kind of opened me up to this idea that oh you can learn to be a good parent because there is there's research we know <laughs> it's known yeah which is um which was a big relief because i felt like i was just flailing in the dark for a while there
1: and i was such a good help i'm sure well just thank <laughs> <I>, them
0: when <laughs> i first switched uh to this new way of parenting there was to this like peaceful parenting approach there was a lot more meltdowns, right? Because it was like the the this, this space had become safer for her to process things. So right. she was processing kind of all the emotions. And a couple of times, mom was like, we were like trying to go somewhere and she was having a meltdown or whatever. And she's like, oh, just you need to just spank her. Sometimes I think your oldest child just needs a spanking. <laughs> And I, that was like very triggering again, like I'm that, sorry. you know, I'm so sorry. you know, she's standing there again, judging my parenting mm-hmm. and being like, you're totally. doing this wrong. And I have the right answer for you. And I had to be like, no, <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. this is, we're doing this my way. <laughs> At least you guys have enough of a relationship that you can talk about that. And I. It- you know, like you and you and mom. Like, yeah, at least at least we have a mom that's open to having conversations with us about how we're doing things differently.
1: <laughs> and about than... everything I've done wrong.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> no. being able to uh, listen to that and then apologize. I feel like that. I mean, that's what relationships are. Like when you hurt yeah. someone, if you want a relationship yeah. with someone and they tell you you've hurt them, then you say, oh, man, I'm so sorry. And you own it, yeah. And then you work to not do that again, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only way you nurture relationships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, except we don't want to hear we've... from you. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I we know. don't want to know. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> well, we've we've experienced other forms of apologies from other people. Uh, that <laughs> usually is the "I'm sorry," but yeah, and then justification for why they did it that way and why they actually are right and that just doesn't get anyone anywhere i was gonna say something about um emotions but i feel like i can maybe just save that for another episode okay i mean it seems to come up a lot (laughs) it does yeah so or maybe that's (laughs) just because it's my frame of reference because that has been such a big shift for me in terms of understanding emotions and understanding yeah Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That you need to feel them and work through them. Yeah. You can't just, like, obviously, wit has had down. has big emotion every time. He, every time he is yelling at his grandson or his daughter, yeah. that's like obviously he's having big emotions and he's being very triggered and has no skills to cope with that. And so he's yeah. doing things like hitting his chi- his grandchild to make sure that he listens. Instead of yep. working on himself and being like, do I even have a place here to, like, why would my grandson listen to me? You yeah. know? Yeah. Maybe I need to nurture that relationship. Yeah. He, he is the one in power and control, therefore people should just automatically listen to him. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. So then Wit has a conversation with Tom, and he talks about how there's yes. always been trouble between him and Jana. He says, I don't understand her. She's unpredictable in a dangerous sort of way. Uh. I wrote that down too. Yeah, bitches yeah. be crazy. Am I right? <laughs> am I right, people? She twists everything I say. She doesn't. She highlights actually what he's saying. And he doesn't like that. He feels yeah. triggered by that, by her exposing the reality of what he's saying to her. Um, and then he says, I think she resents me. There's some kind of deep anger inside her at me. That's what I was going to say, too, is uh, I think she resents me, but I don't know why, even though she literally has been telling him the whole time, hey, these are the things that I'm not OK with. And he's just not listening because, like you just said, she's twisting it all. Yeah. Yeah. He sees that as like when he's feeling triggered, that's because she's doing something wrong, not exactly. because it's highlighting things in him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that are the reasons why she resents him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just wrote that. Uh, God's given you this gift to help people, and you know what's right. Ah. <laughs> Making wit the moral compass on which everyone else should stand. <laughs> um, if if wit knew what was, I mean, I guess this this episode again, like, really, really hammers on that, right? Because. It was the right thing for him to hit that his grandson. Yeah. Because, like, look, it just yeah. fixed him, and now his grandson's begging to be hit. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? Yeah. Like Beauty and the Beast, right? What, like Stockholm Syndrome? That's what I was thinking. Is that, like, <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> Not quite. To me, it's a similar similar thing, like, being so brainwashed that you are actively yeah. oppressing working towards your own oppression. Well, this just makes me think of women who marry abusive men within the church. And then think because the, the, they get uh gaslit and mm-hmm. brainwashed into well, if I'm just better, if I just don't leave my socks on the ground, if I just walk around on eggshells, he won't beat me or he won't yell at me or he won't like I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. you know, I, if I don't egg him on, Things will be fine. And, I mean, it happens with gender. Like, women, we internalize our own oppression all the time. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah. in the way we are trained to view the world, right? Like, oh, this is just the way things are. This is the way women are. This is the way men are. You know, when things get super normalized, you start to think that that is the way they have to be. And that's intentional because that bolsters the current power structures. Okay, so the next day, Jana comes to pick up her son. Her and Whit kind of have it out. And he says, I don't want to debate the merits of corporal punishment with you because she, again, is not very happy that he spanked her child. And she says, you've always criticized everything about me. You criticized my husband. You criticized my divorce. And now you're criticizing my son and the way I raised my son. Uh, And then while Uh, they're arguing, Monty runs away. So at one point they're arguing and wit says, keep a civil tongue in your head, which it sounded like she was being quite civil. Yeah. Through the conversation, but this was his way of kind of putting her in her place. Yeah. And again, he's feeling triggered. Don't be disrespectful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That term Um, disrespect. Like he uses that a lot. And yeah, I don't fully actually understand what that means. Like I, well, as far as I understand what that means, it means I feel uncomfortable. You shut your mouth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he, oh yeah. And then Monty breaks in, interrupts and Wit takes charge and says, go to your room and I'll deal with you later. Even though he's not the dad, it's not his child. It's not his place to tell and the child to go to his room. His mom is standing right there. Literally. Yeah. After after Monty leaves, he says the boy is obviously trying to tell us something to enforce his example that she's a bad mom. Right. And the son is trying to tell her that essentially. But I mean, yeah. And I agree she's like- trying to tell Wit the same thing. I totally. Like she's trying to tell him something about her life and her choices and all of the things that she's doing and he's completely missing it totally i mean and i agree with mr whitaker monty is trying he is communicating through his behavior right exactly he maybe doesn't have the language to talk about yeah. he's searching for connection right exactly yeah communicating the really the only way he knows how so or the Janice... best way he knows how Janice says, "Um, I'm going to deal with... I'll I'll handle this myself. And she goes to find Monty. And he's not in his room. He's run away. Yes. And he went to wit's end and broke a window and climbed in there. And the police... Right. Picked him up. Right. And brought him back. So, but this is after Monty's in his room and his mom goes in to talk to him. And she's like, hey, I thought we were friends. Uh, Which to me is kind of problematic. Like... Yeah, aren't you the parent? You're the parent. You can't yeah. you can't always be the friend.
1: Mm-hmm. See, shouldn't grandparents and grandchildren be friends? Yeah. But yeah. Parents and children shouldn't be friends. I mean like you should have a really good relationship, but they're still the parent. Yeah, especially when they're young and they're living yeah. at home.
0: Right. Like I think I feel like we're friends now. Yes. Yes. Because we're we're adults. A-
1: and we're autonomous and we're yeah.
0: Yeah, like you're not looking after us. Woo-hoo. So Monty says, You and Dad used to fight too. Then you made dad move out. You're gonna make you're gonna take grandpa out of my life too. So then Witt jumps in and he talks about how there's a lady down the street who sends her kids to boarding school and how that's like such a bad thing. Um and he defends Jana to Monty, which is Again, it's him stepping in being like, well, my opinion is the most important here. <laughs> and and because he has yep. actively worked to undermine her yep. the whole time that Monty's been there, he has to now step in and be like, hey, Monty, you got to listen to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I give in you with- I give you permission and order you to listen to your mother exactly oh like, no yeah um and then yeah so he jumps in with the savior con- con- complex and she thanks him for it yeah for just jumping in and taking over and then they then did they leave him alone and go have yeah and then they go because so, they're like hey we haven't finished this conversation yet We'll talk about this more. And then Jana and Mr. Whitaker go and have a conversation about their relationship. And it starts with him saying, can I tell you a story? (laughs) Because he hasn't done enough talking already.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's going to die in
0: this story, Mr. Whitaker? Yeah. It's his son. Yeah. Yeah, this is where he talks about. This is where he talks about how Jerry, his oldest son, um was went to the went to the war and died. Jenny got really into like anti-war demonstrations. Their mom was really into volunteer work and Jason was mm-hmm. close to draft age. And so he was worried he was going to get drafted to Vietnam. Right. Um and that's when they moved to Odyssey so that he could spend more time with Jason in case Jason got drafted. So basically he says, "Hey, Jana I ignored you for years because you weren't a boy. Yeah, exactly. But basically, like, I wasn't worried that you yeah. were going to get drafted, and I didn't really care about you that much. So I ignored you. Uh, and she yeah. says, I just thought you didn't like girl." I mean, he, <laughs> he says, uh, the reason why I didn't spend much time with you is because I was worried that I wasn't going to get any more time with Jason. So I spent all my time with Jason. <laughs> And she says, "Oh, I thought you didn't like girls." Which is pretty much what he was saying, yeah, it kind of is, yeah, yeah, um, and that's also like growing up, that's the impression that I got, yeah, like I remember I remember when I was pretty young, yeah, I was probably in grade one, and our dad got tickets to go see globetrotters the globetrotters yeah thank you yeah I was like that basketball those basketball people the globetrotters (laughs) with our brothers and I really wanted to go but I couldn't go because I was a girl basically like that's I don't know if that's true but that's definitely the impression that I got because right John is younger than me it wasn't an age thing it was just like oh it's to go see sports that's a boy thing you're a girl And they came back, and they were so excited about it, and they were talking about it, and it was, like, so cool. And I think that's the first time I really realized that I was being treated differently because I was a girl. Wow. I was probably, like, five or six. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so, but ever since then, I've, like, desperately wanted to see the Globetrotters. Like, I feel... I, I feel know like I, I missed should've... out and they they were in Edmonton I mean it must have been a couple yeah. of years now because no nothing was here last year and I went to Stephen I was like hey we should get tickets we should go see the Globetrotters and he's like no that's lame why would we do that <laughs> and I was like oh yeah okay no <laughs> I I don't want to anyway and then I told him later I told him about that how i just felt like i missed out so much because i didn't get to see the globe trotters and he's like oh you yeah. should have bought tickets why didn't you buy tickets and i was like well you weren't really excited about it yeah and, you told me it was lame <laughs> i mean I, that's not the word he used no i'm sure um, yeah. and that's also ableist so i should not use that word but anyway i didn't he, even think of that yeah he was not very excited about it and i was like okay well obviously i don't want to go to this thing if you're gonna be like oh why are we even here (laughs) yeah so then he's like next time they come to town you should buy tickets and now we haven't had a chance because covid so covid yeah yeah oh if i'd known i got dad tickets when they were in red deer when i worked at i remember because i I think that was the same year that i wanted to go and then you went and i was like i'm so sorry and i think the fact that you went kind of and I was like, and now everyone in my family has seen the oh Globetrotters. No. I'm <laughs> and so sorry. And that's when it, I had the conversation with Steven. Yeah, cuz I hadn't that's even so funny. Yeah, I never really articulated it before. Yeah, um, cuz I got it for dad for Father's Day or for his birthday or something. So then he and I went. Yeah. And then and uh, yeah, it was pretty lame. I mean, it, it was it was not it wasn't as fun as I expected it to be.
1: I think it's a kids so you, show.
0: It is a kitchen. It show, is, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: but that part of me but that's still, still a child exactly. totally Just is exactly. looking for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And see, and you went with dad. I know. And I'm our so brothers sorry. went with dad. I had no idea. If I'd known, I would have invited you. And we all could have gone together. I'm sorry, Candace. No, I mean, how are you supposed to know this thing that happened well, to me? Well, I when expect I was six you to tell old? me everything. Had such a big impact I- on my life, seeing the Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I expect you to tell me absolutely everything that's ever happened to you now, so that I know for next time. Um, I will. Every, Thank little, you. literally everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so Wit and Jana have this great conversation where they're both crying and they're, right. Jana's like, well, where do we go from here? And he's like, this is out of character for me, but I don't know. Just the smart response. <laughs> i know everything usually um and then he says i'm willing to try if you are and she says well if this is gonna work you've got to do something that you haven't done since before jerry died you have to give me a hug and this is where i have just written in my notes holy fuck in big bold (laughs) letters like (laughs) he stopped hugging his daughter Yeah. yeah yeah like no no wonder she doesn't feel loved yeah he stopped basically connecting with her at all or hugging her yeah. or really he just kind of ended his relationship with her and then years later he's like I, I don't know why she doesn't i don't know why she doesn't just like me it's so weird yeah <laughs> dudes man so and then they decide that for monty he's gonna stay with mr whitaker and work at wit's end until he pays off the window they give him right. a natural consequence Right? Like you broke the window, you got to pay for the window, which I think is a good way to handle that. And Jana is going to come later in the summer and they can hang out and work on their relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the episode. And then we have Chris saying at the end healing from emotional wounds takes time, pride gets in the way, and blame is a big problem. The most important part of dealing with pain is forgiving people who hurt us and asking for forgiveness for hurting others. Which was, to me, a huge problem, if that's yeah, what you Yeah, I, I just wrote... Yeah. I just wrote, ah uh, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> I was like, I that have, doesn't sound right. What, restitution? Like... Yeah. You... Is forgiving people? No, this is that... This is the exact thing that abusers in churches count absolutely. on in power. Absolutely. absolutely, right? Yeah you have to forgive me, you have to forgive me, you have to forgive me. Oh, you can't forgive me? That's your problem. Even though they're still doing the same thing, they haven't made any changes, they're still hurting people, and it gets all put on the person who's been abused. I was horrified by that ending.
1: And we're taught so much in the church that, oh, forgive, 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 instantly, you have to instantly forgive. And there's so much pain inside And I just read something a little while ago that said, you need to forgive when you are ready. You don't have to instantly forgive. You just allow yourself healing and whatever it takes. And you can forgive when you're ready, if that ever happens. Yeah, I like
0: that. Like, I don't think you have to
1: forgive. Mm -hmm. And you
0: definitely should not forget. (laughs) Especially, you know.
1: Well, some things do need to be faced with consequences. You can't just say forgive and forget and move on. No, yeah. some stuff has to be, yeah, dealt well, with. Well, because you
0: can't, you can't carry forward and maintain a relationship with people that have hurt you and will continue to hurt you.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: like unchecked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's called abuse. Yeah, exactly. and again, that um, seems like that seems to be what this episode is advocating for. Like, sit down, shut up, listen to people in power, and if they hurt you, you forgive them. Yeah. And they don't have to change. That's that's a pretty good summary of the episode. My question. The title is called A Member of the Family. What member of the family are they talking about? Good question. Because my initial thought was like, oh, this is about Monty. But it could very well be about Jana. It could be about jerry it's like he was the one who died in the war and kind of left the rift the psychological barrier you know for wit to connect to his children or is the member of the family god (laughs) (laughs) you know now you know what i was gonna say what the member of the family is you dear listener (gasps)
1: yeah (laughs) 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 i love it
0: (laughs) it's it's each of us we are each a member of the family the family of faith that's right um okay so should we do the discussion questions yeah totally okay so i'm gonna do this is a two-part episode so i'm gonna look at the discussion questions from both of them okay oh this is i wonder when this was written this wiki was written when did this episode air? It, it aired March 12, 1988. So for those of you keeping track at home, that was before I was born. And it was written by Susan McBride. This one was written by a woman. Whoa. Oh, they do talk about honoring your father and mother in the episode, the scripture that they... Do they? Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting one, I think, again, because honor your father and mother, to me, is not the same as obey your father and mother it is like uh, yeah, no, live totally. in a way that honors your parents which i think i feel like you and me live in a way that honors our parents in the way they brought us up um yeah. but i don't know if our dad would think that you know like yeah. so it's interesting because what does it mean to honor your parents it means you know yeah differing opinions well, by different people <laughs> yeah so true oh this was last edited nine months ago so because the the discussion question which i think is very interesting because this was written in the 80s um in 88 so the very first discussion question is do you think wit had a good reason to spank monty and um, i mean obviously no we don't i mean i don't No. no i i don't either Could
1: wit have handled the situation? Actually, I just want to play the
0: devil's advocate for a second. No, no, (laughs) no.
1: I don't think grandparents ever have a reason to spank their grandchildren.
0: Why was Jana so angry with wit? He spanked her child and also emotionally abandoned her when she was a child. Yeah. Why was Monty so I mean, rude to Wit? Oh, I guess I should give time for you guys to I answer. Know.
1: No, know, oh, it's no, it's okay. I got it. I know. Okay, Wit.
0: <laughs> Candace has all the answers. We already know that. Th- um, Thanks, Wit. Sorry. Why was Janice uh, so angry with Wit? <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm the worst. Um, what did you say? What was your answer to that? I mean, oh, I was just going to say... I wonder what other people's answers would be. Like, I wish that we could look. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I think it would just be triggering. But, but like, part of me is, like, I wonder how other people answered, like, what they thought that the reason that she was angry at him was. Be- you know? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it's just interesting. Yeah, I'm sure a lot anyway. of people had different takeaways from that. Um, yeah. Why was Monty so rude to Wit and Tom? When? I think at the beginning, because then he turned, then he became like not rude, right? Then he was a perfect. After he got hit, he was fine. Right. Well, I think he was so rude to Wit and Tom because he was a spoiled brat. I mean, I think the answer, (laughs) I think the answer they're looking for is something along those lines. Along those lines. He was never given any boundaries and blah, blah, blah. Right. And also, I, I realize I didn't say this earlier. You can still give good, clear, safe boundaries for your child without hitting them. Yes. That is not... Those things don't equate, but in the church they get taught that it's the same thing. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's not as uh, black and white as as they think. Yeah. But I think Monty um, is so rude to Tom and Wit. Like, he's, he's an adolescent boy. He's been shipped off to his grandpas who doesn't even have a VCR and who actually thinks that the things that he's interested in are kind of bad like wit yeah wits against movies and yeah, also he doesn't know Tom <laughs> yeah like it's it's people that it's like strangers
1: also exactly mm-hmm. it's it's a it, he's in a new place he's young he's expected to somehow fit in how do you he's It's all very... There's a lot for him. Very... It's a lot for a little Mm -hmm. kid.
0: What mistakes did Wit make in raising Jana? I mean, I would say he hit her. That's a pretty big one. Like, you know? If there's one thing that damages your relationship with your child, it's hitting them. Weird. Who who would have thought? Oh. Yeah. How could... um, But that's not... Oh, that's not the answer they're looking for. No. Right. The answer they're looking for... He neglected her. His neglect, he yeah.
1: Emotionally abandoned her. You said yeah, before. Yeah, he he, abandoned her,
0: yeah. But I feel like people would also say, but he had a good reason for it. No, he you didn't. Know? Like I feel like there were no. He didn't. But I just feel like I just. Him. I can hear in my head just like the the yeah. justifications that people would give. Yeah, the yeah. people jumping in because, to save him. Oh, well, you because need to they just do that. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had good reasons for doing what he did. How could he have avoided these mistakes, those mistakes, um, the mistakes he made when raising Jana, He could have treated her as much, like as much of a person as he treated his sons. Yep. And how did he correct them? (laughs) And also listen Ah. to her. Yeah. He did not do very much listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How did he correct his mistakes? Did he? No, (laughs) I'm not not sure that he did he told her that he didn't know how humble. Oh, and then the other the part 2 has that same question, but then it also has why was Jana so angry with Wit? Did I ask that one already? I feel like that one I feel like we oh, covered yeah, that one already. Oh yeah, we did. Because yeah, he it hit it her was child. another one. Yeah, so we're good. That's all the questions. Yeah. Okay. Good. Wow um yeah anything you want to add oh, this is I a loaded episode talk very much Mum.
1: i can i just enjoy listening to you guys <laughs> sharing and telling me everything i've done wrong <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> thank you
0: anytime <laughs>
1: <laughs> was delightful to be part of your podcast which i thoroughly enjoy every time i hear it thank you
0: if you've enjoyed us having our mom on and you have questions for her Tweet them at us and we'll do another, Ooh. we'll do an episode where our mom answers listener questions about evangelicism yes, in the I 80s love that. and 90s and 2000s. Yep. And maybe set like 60s and 70s. Really? It, it could go back a long time. Oh,
1: come on. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs the roaming the earth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you lived through some interesting stuff in the church yeah. for sure, though. Yes. Well, yeah, because you lived through like yeah. the charismatic renewal, yeah. in right? The like the Pentecostal yeah. renewal, charismatic. 60s and 70s. It was... All the teking, all the speaking yep. in tongues. Yeah, if you have questions for our mum, let us know, and we'll have yeah. we'll do an episode where we ask all your questions to our mum. Yeah, and let her talk more,
1: because she's interesting can... stuff to say. She does. Thank you.
0: Uh. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at ideologypodcast or uh, find us at adventuresinideology.ca. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Adventures in Ideology.